I'm so excited to be here today, and I give God the glory for the journey we are on, and I also thank Pastor David. Uh, he's been an amazing man of God. Uh, if I see the power, the love of God in him, I'm so thrilled about that. And I say, God bless you, sir, for this opportunity to fellowship with you. Today, it is my prayer and my hope and the power of God should come here powerfully. Because I've been into so many churches, so many conferences, preaching in so many places. But this place is unique. This is a place I think a revival of God should break out this place. And people should carry the anointing of God and take it out and deliver healing, deliverance, miracles, signs and wonders to people across the, our nation and across our street. And I'm keeping asking that we have people filled with the Holy Spirit here. We have people filled with the power and the presence of God in this church. So we need to go out and release that power. And it should be today. Why not me? Why not here? Why not now? Because we contain the Holy Spirit. Today, I want us to talk a little bit about Advent and the power of the Holy Spirit in you. Advent came from the Greek word Adventus. And Adventus simply means the coming. So during Advent, we are looking at the coming of Jesus Christ. But Advent is looking at the coming of Jesus Christ in two different ways or in two dimensions. And looking at the coming of Jesus Christ being born on the 25th of December. That is when Christ traditionally has been accepted he was born. So Advent is looking at the birth of Jesus Christ. And then another part of Advent is looking at a theological term called parousia or eschatology. Parousia or eschatology talks about the second coming of Christ. That when Christ will come and destroy the things of this earth and take his own with him and recreate or reestablish another place for them to live. So during Advent, we look at the coming of Christ in two dimensions. Christ being born and Christ also coming back again. So during this time, it's a period of Holy Week. All this week, especially starting from the last Sunday in November, usually, I think this year it fell on 28th. It's a period of Holy Week that angels are doing certain things within the spiritual realm. And in that period, when you turn your Bible to the book of Luke chapter 1, Pastor David told me to be very... <laughs> very mindful of not going fast with the uh, Bible verses. So I will be, I'll remind that. <laughs> so we go to uh, my uh, first look, uh, Luke chapter 1. Let's read from verse 5. Luke 1, 5, please. Pastor David, if you are there, you can. please. Can I give you this mic so that I can read it? Thank you. Verse 5, uh, Let's read as the Spirit leads. <laughs> we'll pause in a bit. <laughs> Maybe verse 5 to okay. 20. Okay. To 17. Fine. In the time of Herod, king of Judea, there was a priest named Zechariah who belonged to the priestly division of Abijah. 
His wife Elizabeth was also a descendant of Aaron. Both of them were righteous in the sight of God, observing all the Lord's commands and decrees blamelessly. But they were childless because Elizabeth was not able to conceive, and they were both very old. Once, when Zechariah's division was on duty and he was serving as priest before God, he was chosen by law, according to the custom of the priesthood, to go into the temple of the Lord and burn incense. And when the time came for the burning of incense, all the assembled worshippers were praying outside. Then an angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing at the right side of the altar of incense. When Zechariah saw him, he was startled and was gripped with fear. Yeah. But the angel said to him, do not be afraid. Zechariah, your prayer has been heard. Your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son and you are to call him John. He will be a joy and a delight to you and many will rejoice because of his birth. For he will be the great in the sight of the Lord. He is never to take wine or any fermented drink and he will be filled with the Holy Spirit even before he is born. He will bring back many to the people of Israel to the Lord their God and he will go on before the Lord in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the parents to their children and the disobedient to the wisdom of righteousness to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. Amen. That's Amen. good. Thank you, sir. Now let's uh, use this one up to here. We will continue to read more. So the story of Jesus Christ is being unfolded by Luke. But Luke specifically mentioned Herod. He said, in the time of King Herod, the great, king of Judea. So why is Luke mentioning King Herod? Which means that the story actually happened at the time of King Herod. So uh, Luke was telling us about the historical fact of what actually took place. And there was a priest called Zachariah. And Zachariah had a wife called Elizabeth. And the Bible described them as being advanced in years. And they were not able to conceive. But Look at Israel. When you are a high priest, that can go into holy of holies. And in some of the tradition books, it says that for some of the priests to go to the holy of holies, they tie them with ropes because that place is so righteous that when there is sin on you, you enter there and you die instantly. We have a story of Joshua, two sons, being slain to death when they wanted to serve God and they had sin on them. So what happened was that Zachariah was a righteous man. The Bible actually said that both of them were righteous and blameless before God, yet they never had baby. Zachariah would be tired for unanswered prayer because he goes in there and he prays every time it's his time to get in. And as a priest, he's been praying for their yoke to be lifted out of his life. The wife is also praying, and yet they never saw a child. To the extent that they were advanced in years, biologically, it was not convenient or it's impossible for them to give birth. So biologically, uh, Zachariah and Elizabeth are not supposed to give birth. That's why Zachariah doubted the angel. So when the angel came and said, uh, Zachariah, and Zachariah looked there and angel Gabriel was standing there and he was afraid. He said, do not be afraid. Your wife Elizabeth is going to conceive. Uh-huh. I've been praying. I'm, I wanted to be a dad. I was not able to be a dad for years. And now you're coming to tell me at a time that my wife is not biologically possible for her to give birth. Zachariah doubted. Sometimes there is 
something good the Lord is going to do in your life. But you ask yourself, why is your prayer not being answered? The answer is that the Bible says, pray without ceasing. The moment you cease is the moment your answer ceases. So Zachariah was continuously praying, even though he lost the hope of becoming a dad. But God has hope for him. God has hope for Elizabeth. God has hope for us. God has hope for you. God has planned for you. You've been going to the hospital. You've been seeing the GPs. You've been doing all sorts of things. Your job is not allowing you. Your health is not giving you the chance. Your family is disturbing you. God has a hope for you. But you know what the angel said? Your wife Elizabeth is going to give birth. And Elizabeth is going to give birth to a baby called John. And John, don't cut his hair. He's not supposed to drink strong wine. He's going to turn the heart of many. Because you carry some miracle, that's why sometimes your appointed time has delayed. Because you carry something special, that's why sometimes it has delayed. But God said it is going to be released. Say amen to that in the name of Jesus. That is our appointed time. And then when we jump the Bible and we go to the next verse, maybe from 22, if your Bible is there, you can start looking at that from the same verse, one from 22 going. It's going to talk about Mary also having an encounter with Angel Gabriel. And the Bible will tell you that after six months, so John the Baptist is older than Jesus, only six months. So after six months that John the Baptist, uh, the angel visited Zachariah and Elizabeth, and they conceived, the conception was done by the Holy Spirit. So the conception of John the Baptist was done by what? The Holy Spirit. And the same way, the conception of Jesus Christ is going to be done by the Holy Spirit. So we'll ask uh, Pastor David to read uh, uh, the, the foretold birth of Jesus Christ. God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at, this, at his words and, he, and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin? The angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come on you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One will be born of, to be born will be called the Son of God. Amen. Thank you, sir. So Mary was also a virgin. And how can a virgin give birth? It's going to be a taboo. It's going to be abomination during the time that she lives in Israel or in the early days of Palestine. That a child, Mary was between, according to the Bible history, Mary was between the age of 14 to 16 years. So Mary was a teenager. And when the angel visited Mary, Mary had been betrothed or engaged to Joseph. And they never seen each other because they have not actually performed the customary right for Mary to become the wife of Joseph. So the angel said, Mary, you are going to give birth 
to a child. And Mary said, how can this be? Because I am a virgin. I, I, don't, I have not seen any man. And the Bible said, the Holy Spirit will overshadow you. So the conception of Jesus Christ was done by what? The Holy Spirit. You see how powerful women can be. Your stomach, your wombs can be created to carry gold. It's not an ordinary. It's the power of the Holy Spirit overshadowing you. So you walking around and carrying God. Only God knows what women carries in their womb. Some of them are carrying prime ministers, senior advisors, serious giftings are being implanted in women's womb every single day by the power of the Holy Spirit. He said the Holy Spirit will overshadow you. So the conception of Jesus Christ was also done by the Holy Spirit. Now, there are certain things that is your advantage, but other people will use to disgrace you. Other people will use to mock you. Mary would have been mocked a teenage pregnancy. You couldn't stay faithful to your husband. You were engaged, and now see what has happened. But Mary did not think about that. She said, I am the handmaid of the Lord. Let it be according to your will. If people will disgrace me, let it be. If people will talk about me, let it be. But what your will be in my life is more better and important than what others will talk about. It's more better and important than how people are going to cast me out of the family. Others are going to see. I am the handmaid. You made me. Let it be. That is a heart willing to accept Jesus. That is a heart willing to press on to the next level that God had got for them. We are handmade of the Lord. Let it be. Now, we have seen the conception of John the Baptist done by the Holy Spirit. We've seen the conception of Jesus done by the Holy Spirit. And then there is going to be another interesting story. Holy Spirit engagement in the story. And you will see Mary visit to Elizabeth. Sir, please, if you can read it. Mary visit to Elizabeth. And Mary got ready and hurried to a town in the hill country of Judea, where she entered Zechariah's home and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. In a loud voice, she exclaimed, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the child that you will bear. But why am I so favored that the mother of my Lord should come to me? As soon as the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. Blessed is she who has believed that the Lord will fulfill his promises to her. Amen. Thank you very much. What is happening is that Mary, at that time, was going to tell Elizabeth what has happened to her. She little did not know that Elizabeth had already seen Angel Gabriel and something is happening. And as soon as Mary went there, and then Elizabeth started saying that, blessed are you among women. Blessed is the fruit of your womb. And then Mary said, why? He said, as soon as the sound of your voice touches my ears, the baby in my womb lives for joy. So John the Baptist was another time filled with the Holy Spirit because he encountered Jesus Christ while Jesus was in the womb of Mary. 
And then another thing happened. The spirit of prophecy fell on what? Elizabeth. Because Elizabeth wouldn't have known that a child in Mary's womb is a holy child. So Elizabeth started saying that blessed is the fruit of your womb. Because at that time, the conception had just taken place. But because Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit, he received the Spirit and he said, he exclaimed with a loud voice, how can the mother of my Lord come and visit me? That was deep. How can the mother of my Lord come and, what, and visit me? So Elizabeth is revealing a lot of things. Because the power of God has come and the spirit of prophecy has rested on her. We are in that period of that holy week. Whereby the angelic activities are going on in the spiritual realm. It's like when we put a television here, we can catch BBC One, BBC Two, we can catch so many channels. So when your spiritual antenna is still to a specific place, that at this specific time in the spiritual realm, blessings and blessings are being released. Healing, deliverance are being released. It's us to tune it into that place and receive what God has got for us. Jesus filled with the Holy Spirit, even before the birth. And then John the Baptist filled with the Holy Spirit. And when Jesus was going, I was telling my wife that I love preaching about Holy Spirit. Because Holy Spirit, he is the most ignored person among the Trinity, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit in the church. We, we talk little about the Holy Spirit in the church. But the Holy Spirit is the power and the activity of God and God himself. And when Jesus was going, he said, I will not leave you as orphans. I will go and come to you. So remain here until you receive the power from on high. And when the Holy Spirit has come over you, you will be my witness from Jerusalem, Judea, and to the end of the earth. So it's the Holy Spirit that is supposed to spread the gospel, not us. So until we are filled, we will not be able to pour out. That's why I love to talk about the Holy Spirit. If you want to talk about healing, talk about the Holy Spirit. If you want to talk about deliverance, talk about the Holy Spirit. If you want to talk about salvation, talk about the Holy Spirit. If you talk, want to talk about miracles, signs, and wonders, talk about the Holy Spirit. If you want to live a righteous life, talk about the Holy Spirit. Without the Holy Spirit, you cannot live right. Without the Holy Spirit, the gospel will become gossip. You cannot talk the good news. You will preach the bad news. So it's the Holy Spirit who is the activity and the purpose of God in creation. And he is now, in the beginning, he said, he hovers over the surface of the earth. And tonight, or today, he's going to hover here. The apostles were desperate and hungry. And they went to the upper room because Jesus told them to wait. And they were waiting and they were praying for the Holy Spirit. Because Jesus Christ himself was always waiting and praying for the Holy Spirit. But he was born with the Holy Spirit. So what about me and you? Someone whose conception took place because of the Holy Spirit. And even where, because it's not 25th, we would have gone through to see that even his delivery was done by the Holy Spirit. His temptation, he said after he was baptized, it was the Holy Spirit that drove him into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. So his temptation was also done by the Holy Spirit. So if Jesus was going and told the apostles, you stay here. You cannot do it without the Holy Spirit. Why about me and you? What can we do without the Holy Spirit? 
So we need the Holy Spirit to move. We need the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is supposed to move. Jesus said, you will do greater than I did. You will do more than I did. But if you are not seeing the miracle signs and wonders, the fault is us because we are not pushing more for that miracle and signs and wonders to happen in our community, to happen in our churches, to happen in our families. So we need the Holy Spirit to break down. The apostles got to know that, that they have been with Jesus for three years, but it was not enough. Their book knowledge, their practical experience, their impartation was not enough, but they need to wait for the promise, and they were waiting. They pray to the stand that they ask themselves, at what time is the Holy Spirit coming? Now, you, when you go to the book of Acts chapter 2, Acts 2, the Acts 2 said, on the day of Pentecost, they were all together in one place, and suddenly there was a mighty rushing wind that came and filled the place where they were all sitting, and suddenly they saw tongues that came like fire and rested on the apostles, and when the tongue rested on the apostles, they began to speak in tongues as the Holy Spirit gave them what? Utterances. I call this type of impartation of the act of receiving the Holy Spirit as the sovereign will of God. The divine act of God. The time that God will touch you in your house because you are so hungry. The time that God will touch you in your life that you are so hungry. When you are walking out, when you are preaching, when you are doing something in the kitchen, you are so consumed by God. And God is releasing a gift of prophecy, gift of revelation, word of knowledge, healing, all sorts of gifts that are listed in Corinthians. God is releasing it today because you are hungry. It's a gift what we call the sovereign out of God. No one laid hand on them. There wasn't any hand laid on them, but they received the Holy Spirit. And we pray that God will come here today, that no hand will lay on any one of us, but we will go to another level because we need that power of God to flow. And when you turn the book to Acts chapter 4, especially when you read from 20 going down, the Bible tells us that the apostles were doing miracle signs and wonders. Why were they doing miracle signs and wonders? Because they received power. And when that power came upon them, miracle signs and wonders were coming through them. And then Herod said that, no, don't preach Jesus Christ. He's becoming too popular. Stop. The apostles went to the upper room. And the Bible tells us that in Acts 4, when you read that, it said they prayed for them to be filled with the Holy Spirit to the extent that the place where they were standing was shaking. We need to pray for this church to shake. To shake the foundation of Great Britain. Because Great Britain has spread gospel to so many places. But why is it that the gospel is declining here? There must be a revival. We need that change. We need that passion. If you go to every corner of Britain, you see churches. Now the pews are becoming empty. And the pubs are becoming few. There must be a change. And the change is now. And it's out our duty to rise up and say that when we preach to people, they cannot listen. Because when they hear our voice, they will analyze it. And they will know that we are mere human beings. But when the Holy Spirit is with us, they will hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. And things will change. And people will come back to Christ. This is what Advent is about. It said that he is going to turn, John the Baptist is going to turn the heart of people, the heart of men to Christ. So John the Baptist came and all that he was preaching, if it is this time, John the Baptist preaching will be the monotonous and repetitive prayer or preaching ever happened. Or because he was preaching, repent for the kingdom of God 
is at hand. Metanoia. Change the way you think because God is coming. But if we want to do that and step in, we need the Holy Spirit. When you read the book of Acts, it's full of the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit. Because that was where God was moving with the apostles and they saw signs and wonders. We cannot have signs and wonders without the Holy Spirit. Without the Holy Spirit, you will not see any signs and wonders. So when you travel from Acts 4 to Acts 8, when the persecution arose, Philip went to a certain town called Samaria. And the Bible said Philip was doing a lot of signs and wonders and miracles among them. And the people had to were caught because they believed God and they returned to God because of what they saw. But they did not yet receive impartation. So they invited James and John from Jerusalem, uh, Peter and John from Jerusalem. And when Peter and John came, they lay hands on them and they received the Holy Spirit. Another Holy Spirit impartation came in the book of Acts 10, in the house of Colinius. Do you remember? Colinius was praying and praying and praying, and God uh, connected Peter to him. When Peter went and Peter was just talking, the Holy Spirit fell on them. Why not us? Why not now? Why not today? Why is it that, you know something, church should be powerful to the extent that if a sick person gets here, he begins to just run. But when we are desperate and we push on, we will see those signs and wonders. Today, I want us to press on a little bit within the next five minutes and ask God to come and touch us, break us, mold us, and fill us. Heal us, deliver us, and use us. And let his love shine over us. Let his power shine over us. Anyone with any sickness in your body, sitting here or on Zoom, by the authority in the name of Jesus, we break that sicknesses. Any head condition, eye condition, pain condition, any cancerous condition, anything that the doctors has written you off, that you think that this disease is going to take you to grave. By the authority in the name of Jesus, we pray over your life. That rise up, take you up on your mat and walk. Receive healing in the name of Jesus. Any condition that affects your liver, that affects your kidney, autoimmune system, or any of your digestive system, any of your stomach, anything you go through, as Jesus Christ is being born very recently and giftings are being released by the angel, may you receive a parcel of healing, a parcel of healing on your health in the name of Jesus. We also pray for people who are going through affliction, Pains, bondages, obstacles, destruction, or the devil is using family against family, uh, uh, problems in their life, education. We pray that you receive a breakthrough, that this Christmas will be a Christmas of celebration of joy, a Christmas of peace, a Christmas of hope, a Christmas of reconciliation, a Christmas that you feel Jesus in your heart. We pray that you have that encounter. You need the government. That you receive that love in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Right now, please, if we can stand up and open our hands and say to God, whatever gift you've got for me and my family, 
Lord, release it today. Why not me? Why not here? Why not now? Whatever gift the Lord you have for me, release it in the name of Jesus. Release it in the name of Jesus. Lord, release breakthrough on your ministry. Breakthrough in your family. Breakthrough on your life. Breakthrough in your health. Breakthrough in your life. On your children. Your finances. Everything you need. May that breakthrough come to you. Right now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Say, come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Lord, use me for your glory. Fill me. Break me. Mold me. Use me in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Lord, select and elect. Use people powerfully to change nations. To break yours. Let it happen here right now. In the name of Jesus. Lord, come around with fire wind and speak across. Release gift of tongues, gift of prophecy, gift of healing, impartation gift. Right now, rest over your life. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We want to be a different church. Church that brings revival. People that talk to people and they will know God is still at work at his best. Come, Holy Spirit. As you came down on the, in the book of Acts chapter 2 and you released impartation on the apostles without anyone touching them and blessed them with a gift of tongues of fire that wherever they went, they went with fire of God. Let that fire appear here right now in the name of Jesus. Let the fire of God appear here now in the name of Jesus. Let that spiritual fire be released on each and everyone here right now in the name of Jesus. Come Holy Spirit. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Right now, the Lord is releasing breakthrough to somebody's life. Breakthrough and healings are being released. And I see a gift of impartation also resting on somebody right now. Just say, Jesus, baptize me. Jesus, baptize me. Jesus, deliver me. Jesus, heal me. Jesus, bless me. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you. We bless what you are doing here. We bless what you are doing here. More, Lord. More of you. More of you. If you feel the Lord is touching you, we will pray for you. We will bless what the Lord is doing in your life. You can just wave where you are. Please sit down. Please sit down. 
If you know the Lord is touching you, we will not touch you, but we will pray for you where you are. You can stand down and then raise your hand and we pray over you. Right now, as you lifted your hand, I pray healing over your life in the name of Jesus. I pray by the power of the Holy Spirit that you are delivered and healed any situation, any cancerous condition in your body. I don't understand them. Okay. You're right. yeah. By the authority in the name of Jesus, I command that sickness to leave your body in Jesus' name. That any procedure, you've got a procedure ahead of you in the hospital to do. Any procedure you will do will be successful in the name of Jesus. I break any spirit of stress or any spirit that speaks voices against your mind. That the power of the Holy Spirit will release healing into your body, into your mind, into your system. Anywhere that cancerous condition is, I break it out of you in the name of Jesus. By the authority in the name of Jesus, I say come out and be free and do what God has asked you to do in Jesus' name. Amen. Hello, sir. I bless your life in the name of Jesus. I bless you with the power of the Holy Spirit. You know, I see in you, as David said, I see a deer pant for, as the deer so pant for water, so my soul pant for thee. I see that your soul is panting to get more of God and to see the deeper realm of God. Any situation that any situation that prevent that thing from happening to you by the authority in the name of Jesus, I command that situation. I silence any sicknesses around you that prevent you to go to your next level because you are somebody that you yearn for God so much. You pray that even when you have some time, you wanted to spend that time in a lonely place and see the salvation of God because your heart is full of God. I bless that heart for you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Amen. Hello, my sister. I bless you by the power of the Holy Spirit. You know something? As I'm talking to you, I see anointing of God. I see the power of the Holy Spirit touching you. Manda kundabos. Taima, taima, sukamu. I see the power of the Holy Spirit touching her. As she's sitting down, the love of God is full of her heart. And her heart is yearning that, God, I want more of you. And because you said you want more of God, my sister, can you stand up and raise up your hands? By the count of three, the power of the Holy Spirit will touch you where you are. And you will feel the anointing of joy of God. And you know something? You will feel like you are in tears. It's joy because God is doing something for you in your spirit. And that thing is happening in your spirit. And you are so, it's, it's, it's a cry of of joy that the Lord has laid upon your heart. I bless that thing for you in the name of Jesus. You have been through affliction. You've been through suffering. You've been through pain. And God is saying that those pain and affliction are over because I see you walking on another level. A level that you will say that Jesus I'm free. You are going to sleep and sleep well because the spirit of God is going to release some pain in your body that is going to make you sleep and sleep so well. I bless that for you in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Hello, sir. I see peace. I see the peace of God. 
You know something? Wherever you go, you are going to be a problem solver. There are cases that you are going to solve because the peace of God has come over your heart. The peace of God has come into your life and you are a problem solver. When things are difficult, when you walk in, those things will become calm because your heart has connected to the peace of God and it's like a river that flows through you. Anywhere you are, you are a peacemaker. You solve trouble. You are a trouble solver. And the Lord is blessing you. The Lord is, the Lord is going to to also increase you financially. There is a financial breakthrough that is coming to your life. You will remember this. You know something? If you want to know someone speak prophetically, it's the manifestation because I see that financial breakthrough coming to you. You should have received this financial breakthrough for years ago and those financial breakthroughs have not been coming to you as they are supposed to come. That financial breakthrough is going to come. You are going to see quantum and quantum flow of financial success and it is touching you. And as I'm prophesying over you, I see you also going to get a contract that is going to release you into a financial breakthrough. A financial blessing of God has touched your heart. Because you know something? You said in your heart that when God bless you with finance, you will also bless the work of God with finances. And because of that thing in your heart, to always and continuously bless the work of God, God is going to bless you. And you will see that financial elevation. And you will see that financial elevation. Uh, 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 Simon, I also see a deeper love of God in your life. Because you know something, and he is also looking for God to use him powerfully. He is looking for the power of God, the signs and wonders of God, things that will change nations. Things he is so desperate for God, consumed by God, and he doesn't care what others will talk about him in his attempt to serve God. I bless it for you in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I still see power here. I still see the power of God here. I still see God touching somebody powerfully and changing situation here. Kayamu satamu. Shindaleba sunamu. Tarama sunamu kabiatus. Lebianda rabrosaye kataya mamaya. If you are the one that you want God to touch you powerfully and change situation. Because I see that change. There is a change, a shift in the spiritual realm. Kabiatus mani kabasha. Tarabos tarimrus kandish. Regidiana raskutolebrus. Kabiatus ayikachaya mamaya. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, release powerful breakthrough that touch hearts. That breaks yoke. That destroys the weapon of darkness. Anyone being afflicted with any pain, any disease, any obstacle, anything that has caused any of the members of any of this church thinking about this Christmas, whether health-wise, financial-wise, or trouble in the family, the blood of Jesus, that according to the Bible, the book of Hebrews, speaks better than the blood of Abel. May that blood speak healing now in the name of Jesus. May that blood speak healing in the name of Jesus. Speak deliverance in the name of Jesus. Break shock in the name of Jesus. Bring you love in the name of Jesus. Bring you love in the name of Jesus. And bring you peace and joy by the power in the name of Jesus. Let the believer say amen. I receive it. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless you. And keep you. Thank you.
in Jesus' name.